Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey folks, it's Scott Lips, and welcome back to another episode of Spin Magazine's Lip Service. How y'all doing? feel like I might be the only human not on a European vacation at this point. I'm coming to you somewhat live from the streets of New York this week, and let's get into it. My next guest is an unbelievably super talented singer-songwriter taking the world by a storm. She is Grace Vanderwall. Some reviews have said she's a creative force to be reckoned with, and I couldn't agree more. She's been featured in James Gordon to Kelly Clarkson, has millions of fans to the tune of 8 million on social media, and rose to fame by winning AGT, America's Got Talent, at the age of 12. She is the youngest person ever to be included in the Forbes 30 Under 30 list and received the 2017 Billboard Women in Music Rising Star Award. She has new music coming out, Lion's Den, which just came out July 15th. It's a monster single, and the record, truth is, I went to see her perform last night. She was fantastic, outstanding. I'm excited to chop it up today with Grace Vanderwall. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Our show today is brought to you by the fine folks at Thursday's Boot Company. You guys have seen me rocking these boots in every other picture I have on Instagram. I'm always repping them. Thursday's Boots is a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday's Boots tagline is highest quality, honest prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Thursday's Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. They've been featured in all the best fashion press from Esquire to GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. More importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Thursday's boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for great-looking pair of boots that are built to last. So check them out at Thursday's Boots on Instagram. My favorite shoes, my favorite boots. You always see me repping them. You'll love it. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey, it's Scott Lips, and welcome back to another episode of Spin Magazine's Lip Service. I'm joined with the one and only Grace Vanderwall. We were having a great I just conversation. Decided to take a drink. Oh, it's a, it's it's all good. We were in a great conversation about people sleeping till 8 p.m., yeah. which really doesn't it's happen so much. Bizarre, and extremely concerning. <laughs> it is. Both. Yeah. That's my other friend. But you were great last night. I saw you Thank play. You. you were great, and it was an untraditional venue. Yeah. But um, it was great to to see you in person and. Did a little video and I was great to. I just knew that we were doing this today, yeah. So I yeah. felt like I had to go see. You I perform. had no idea you were there. I was in the front row and people were like pushing oh me out God. of the way, but, <laughs> but it was great. It was just chaos. It was chaos. <laughs> and you did a great version of Stay, which I loved, and Lion's mm. Den. Mm. So we'll get into all that. But more importantly, like it's great to see you. So thank you for coming in. Happy Are you a morning here. person? No, 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 <laughs> like even this. Wait, what time is it again right now? I, I think it's like 11, 11. 15. It's almost midday, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's 
yeah, you're right. I should really get my act together on that. <laughs> That's a very valid point. You probably stay up late, like writing music and. Yeah, I'm yeah. like very much a night owl. Like okay. I can never go to sleep. Last night was a good night, and I went to sleep at like two thirty. Okay, so you did the gig, and then yeah. after the gig, did you go out somewhere, or were you? I was so tired, that dude. Was okay. That was such a long day. <laughs> I, I like meant my spirit wanted to because I was like, yeah, but like just physically, I was like, I'm going to lay in bed for 10 hours. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was a great show. I mean, I want to talk about your whole history, your journey in life, the mm. new record and everything. And talk to me about a little bit about how you grew up because you grew up a, a little. I mean, you moved around from like Kansas City to New York. And now yeah. I, I think now you're in where are you now? Like Georgia, Georgia, Georgia yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I was born in Kansas, and, um, you know, when I was really, I've only ever known New York. Like, I don't have any memories of Kansas, and I moved to New York, and that was something. <laughs> and, um, but not the city, right? You lived in no, Suffern? No, no, no. Yeah, we lived in Suffern. Yeah. yeah. Where, where is Suffern? I'm, I'm from New York. I have no idea where that it's, is. It's, um, do you know Ramapo? No. Is Did it? you know Rockland? Rockland County? A little bit. I'm from Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. For some reason it's, I never go there. I don't know where that is. But Long Island, okay. but, uh, yeah, there there are some neighboring neighbor Nyack. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, for the purpose of the podcast, yes. We'll I say, kinda, oh, yeah, yeah. I know where that is. Yeah. I haven't spent a lot of time um, there. It's, it's like a really, sm like not a lot of people know. It's a smaller place more insignificant than like the suburb like an hour north or something or? yeah like 30 to 40 minutes north definitely it's suburb vibes you know you can like go a little bit into something and like feel a little bit more of like a tiny city but yeah and so you grew up did you grow up around music what was what was your first i know you started writing songs at like three which is yeah. insane or yeah, playing music like, at three i feel like people try to paint it out like i was like this like crazy child prodigy yeah like right. prodigy yeah. like writing sheet music yeah. and shit when i was but like i literally would just be like here's a table this <laughs> is a table <laughs> you know like wasn't but yeah i guess you could say i was making music at like four or whatever <laughs> so, so, i don't know were, was your were your parents into music do you have um, music growing up all around you well you know my my dad is really into uh music and like the beatles and older things like that but you know not i feel like nothing out of the ordinary than any other um you know dad from the 70s who, but not necessarily you know. a musical family i don't know yeah yeah we were a musical family Kind of. Because you you like everything from like Ella Fitzgerald to yeah. I would assume like Twenty One like Pilots, yeah. Katy Perry, all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's just because I I don't know I I can appreciate all I like pop music and rap music and jazz. I love jazz. I've always loved jazz. Um, yeah. Yeah. So at an early age, what were you? What were your parents exposing you to musically that you sort of? Because there's also like Joni Mitchell and a I bunch was of definitely around the Beatles, um, Sting. Sting, <laughs> not not the Police. Sting. sting. So Sting solo. Yeah, yeah. Sting solo. Okay. Um, those were the two main things that were always playing. Jack Johnson and we wait, that's his name, right? Yeah, yeah. Jack yeah. Um, my dad like is very obsessed with that man. And then my mom would always play um, the album Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. It's okay. like a weird yeah. like childhood milestone for me, like specifically that album, because it's when like 
Katy Perry was just first really breaking. Sure. And she had it on CD, and we would actually listen to that CD like top to bottom every day for like a whole summer. And yeah. It's amazing because I started this company many years ago. We were talking about it outside this fashion company. Katy Perry, I guess, at some point was with my company. No, like, really? she was like just starting in music, and I still have the Polaroids of her like on the <sighs> roof being represented. But it was only for like a year, and she hadn't wow. she hadn't really made music at that point. Yeah. So of course I didn't know who oh, she was, wow. and so that was it like was like early on. And so I would just I, sometimes I look at those things because it's interesting. You people that you meet in your path and your journey in life that come into your life, and you don't know yes. at the time they're going to be what they are. But yeah, that's insane. But yeah, yeah, this incredible you know history where like at 12 years old, and I watched the video there. They had never seen your America's Got Talent video when you won mm. that with the ukulele. Mm-hmm. Um, had to be surreal and i have to know i i think the ukulele was something you picked up after watching like 21 pilots or something or youtube videos yeah i mean i loved 21 pilots at the time i was a huge fan so i definitely idolized um the fact that tyler joseph played the ukulele but uh i really wanted wanted one because um my we just had this woman stay at our house for a while. <laughs> Who played the ukulele? <laughs> yeah, and she, and she played the ukulele, and I thought that she was pretty and cool. And you know, I was like fourteen or or way younger actually. I was like eleven, you know, and she probably was like in her early twenties. So it was a very you know. She's a friend of the family that brought over a ukulele. No, she was just she, a stranger. Oh, a stra- just, stranger that stayed at your yeah. house with a ukulele. Yes. This story is yeah. getting, getting <laughs> better. <laughs> so um it's it's like a whole thing. But yeah, no one I didn't know who she was and I just thought she was super cool. Definitely looked up to her a lot and um no, yeah. she wasn't squatting in your. She, she was like a friend. No, of the no, no. She was, was like a friend yeah. of the families or something, right? Well, no, she like <laughs> she, it's all it's all thing. It was like for a company that my mom was for like au pairs that okay, like don't okay. have a place to go if okay. they like don't match with their family. So they would like stay in our. We had like a renovated basement because like our house was built for like a divorce or something like something the family was going through (laughs) wait or it was like for the dad i don't know but for some reason they made the basement like a little vibe like it had a little kitchenette and stuff like that i like the story like someone builds a house specifically for a divorce (laughs) like we're gonna build this house together just in case we know we're gonna get divorced that that would be like a new concept in american living honestly that's like really progressive and like emotional awareness it's it's like you know what we both know (laughs) this is very likely (laughs) it's probably realistic is what (laughs) it is i guess Uh, and was it hard for you obviously I I watched that video Simon Cowell calls you like the next Taylor Swift I mean (laughs) was it has it been hard growing up in the public eye because by the time you're from 12 you were and I watched old videos of you being interviewed it's so funny because you're like an old soul but you're 12 (laughs) and you're speaking and you're writing these songs of like almost like relationships I'm like I don't think you were having any you know you're obviously by yourself at 12 so (laughs) where did you get that inspiration to to write these songs at that young of an age yeah you know I, I I think that even to this day, a lot of people tend to, like, push the narrative of romantic relationships on my songs. But, like, honestly, for the most part, a lot of my songs are about my family. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the you know, just that's the truth. And, like, then maybe you can run off with that and sprinkle a little this and that. It turns into a different story. But, like especially at that age you know a lot of those like songs were about my sister or like 
fighting with my mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, stuff and, like that. And you're that. right. People take those and like, what are the what's the real meaning about? And it's really just you talking to your parents or yeah, whatever it may be. Yeah, fully. Yeah, yeah. And your sister's sort of like your rock in the family, I guess, right? And yeah. Your brothers. Tell me about your relationship and and were they into music? And I I think they've been incredibly supportive of your career too. They right? have. They have. And it's been really hard on them. It's been hard on everybody, you know, because like, you know. That's a really hard thing to go through, especially because, like, they were in, you know, transitional moments. I don't know if that's the right word in their life as well. You know, my sister was like, God, she had to be like 15 or something when that was happening. So, you know, that's hard when you want to be your person too but like you will it's the battle of like well i can't be selfish and i want to be supportive but anyway yeah my my sister was definitely my like your rock right? she was like my mom growing i mean she fully i feel like just really was there for me in every single way and yeah so what was that like at 12 years old like i said i mean you win america's got talent and again i'm sure it was surreal was it hard to process for you at that young age i mean do you really know what's going on not really right? not at all right not at all like people ask me like in interviews and stuff like what was that moment like <laughs> right. what was going on you don't in your remember head? probably right and i'm like when something that overwhelming happens at that young of an age you literally are just like <gasps> Like that's it. It's yeah. almost like in a way traumatic because it, it's like just the just the overness of everything. Yeah, it just sort of will numb out the I guess shock of it at a certain point. Mm. And I just I mean I remember being shocked. I remember I felt like I just did drugs. I was like I've never done drugs before, but this is what it feels like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, it was just very overwhelming and yeah. It's interesting. I mean, if you look at what's happening, I don't know if you've ever seen like Nandy Bushell. She's like 10. She's that drummer that played with the Foo Fighters. She's oh, like wow. playing stadiums now at 10. And people now at a young age, because you have YouTube, and you can kind of learn anything, like whether it's yeah. drumming or singing. And I guess you kind of used YouTube in a way to put up covers and get into music, which is weird to have an education. Like when I was growing up, we didn't have YouTube. We got in a room with the guys in the <laughs> bands and we were like, all right. Yeah. All right, you suck. You're not that great. We still need to practice <laughs> for three years. That's a good years. way to do it, though. Yeah, and then in three years, we can probably play. We're not good enough now. Obviously, no one will come see us play. We're terrible, and we just worked on our craft. But you you kind of started by just putting songs up on YouTube and covers. Yeah. And so tell me about that process and how that all started for you, because it is interesting. Again, I see people now in Shark Tank. They're like, I have a company. I'm nine. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you ever see that? You ever, I, watch, I love Shark Tank. I it's, love it's, Shark Tank. Yeah. But yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I learned ukulele on YouTube fully, which was uh, cool that I live in an age where I can do that. And, like, with the YouTube stuff, I really started doing that once I auditioned because, I mean, it was it was so, like, I think that that is the worst and best part of everything is, like, it was, I can't express how much none of us would have ever fucking thought like in a million years that anything close to that would have ever happened like we literally did that for like shits and giggles just to like whatever let's wait in the line that we always see on like tv you know i, I don't i don't think my mom would have ever even put me in if she actually thought that something like that would happen but, but what um, was like the first song that you uploaded to YouTube? That you I, it was Frosty the Snowman. Okay. I still remember. <laughs> I still remember. 
Yeah, because I well, I did that audition, which was bizarre and it's not the way it is on TV at yeah, all. Yeah, what's it like actually? Because I mean, oh we, my god, we, we want to know the behind the scenes of what, what well, America's got. So there was no line, which is the only reason why we went there. Because like we found out there are only those lines in filming cities. <laughs> now is this line. in LA or are you in Georgia? This, this was in uh, New York. New York, okay. Um, and yeah, they just like grouped us together, like singers, dancers, magicians. And then like you just went into this classroom with like all of like the chairs pushed up and everyone's in there with you. Like you don't go by yourself. You get like 20 seconds. And um, there's just this woman with a laptop. She's like, like not looking up at you. And I, I remember. She's I was, like, are you a magician or a <laughs> singer? <laughs> I was like, okay what the hell's happening because I did my turn and I think I sang like X's and O's or something. Went back and then we all went out of the room into this tiny hallway. It was so like dark and hot. And then they asked me back in and they it was like they had some weird excuse like we are missing something on your information or something. And so I went in and she asked me to sing another. She's like, do you have another song that you want to sing? Still not looking up at you typing. Well, no, now she was looking up. <laughs> okay. Now she was looking up. And this is the point where I was like, um, okay, this is, uh, or this is maybe, no, 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 that's not, that's not happening, Grace. And so I went and I went and I went and she, I, she literally had me sing until I was like, I don't know any more like covers or anything to sing and that's actually i don't know, I know if i've even ever said that's the first time that i sang i don't know my name because ah, i was wow. like i ran out of things and then i was like i mean like i have this little thing that i like tried to write the other day like do you want me to sing that and she was like sure i sang that then they took me to a whole other building that was like the show with like x's like a real camera it was wild because it was like on an iphone before or something or they weren't even filming it before. Oh, they weren't. Okay. They weren't even oh, so wasting like the, pre the camera okay. memory. Okay. Yeah. No, it was just <laughs> genuinely. She's like, blah, blah, blah. but my whole point of all of this is like, I remember I walked out. I told my mom everything that happened. Well, she because she came with me to the other building. We were both like, what the fuck? What is happening? Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> now we're like, is this going to be a thing? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and so I remember we went home that day and we were like, all right. This is going to sound crazy, but I literally think that I got on the show. Like, that is so, so insane. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should post some YouTube. Maybe I'm not that bad. <laughs> Let me break out the ukulele. Yeah. And so that's when I started making little YouTube videos. And how, how did you know that it was resonating with people? Because it's interesting. I mean, I do believe your voice is incredible. I mean, let's just put it out there, right? You have an amazing voice. Okay. You're, you're so talented. So, you know, I do believe that if you're that talented, you have all these tools at your fingertips now. And people can discover you and they will discover you. Like I had a guy on the show the other day, Teddy Swims. Mm. I don't know if you know him. He's, he's an amazing singer. And he, too, put like covers on youtube mm. and then he got like 400 million Jesus you know all of a sudden he's you know i don't know now he's like a big artist becoming a big artist wow, so but but that's how like playing covers and doing covers on youtube like it used to be something we couldn't do because we didn't have that vehicle but now like look what happened so but when did you know that that was like taking and people were like responding to what you were doing there well, so no one actually really cared until my thing aired. Okay. Yeah. So before that, there was like 16 views or something. Yeah, probably. Right, I right. think 20, like 24 yeah. realm. 
Um, it's tough. I've done those videos where like six people see them. You're like, yeah. shit. And you know, just like half of them is you. Yeah. Just like right, refreshing. Right. Yeah, keep playing it. watching it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't until my audition aired where like those started doing really well and people were finding me and I was like, it was just bizarre. It was just crazy. And at that point, do your parents sit you down like, listen, we, we this is going to be a thing. Should we start putting like covers on YouTube and really run with no, this? No, no, not at all. Like it was just so, I mean, they didn't even, I don't even remember any, they didn't even do anything. It was just you. <laughs> well, yeah. like the only time we might have talked was i mean because they were just as overwhelmed as i mean in a way we were both just fully going through it together at the same time it's not like they're like listen we've been around the business (laughs) and this is what you're gonna do if you want to make it you know we're both i mean just all of us were just like we don't know what's happening but we're just going with it and the only time that we i guess sort of talked was uh at the end of the show i won and I talked to Simon and like it was we were discussing like a full record deal and it was like he's like sign your life away right here and don't read this <laughs> right here Do right not now. read this at all but here's a 50 page contract um yeah but I, it was like in that moment where I think that we all m- me and my parents were starting to get the awareness of like this is gonna be something, something. is yeah this is serious something is happening right now that we should definitely think through and the only thing really my mom ever said to me was she was just like no matter what i am never going to be your manager or work for you and i said no matter what i never want you to be my manager or work for me and we both agreed that that was the best decision we could ever make to this day it's the best decision we've ever made yeah, that's really all that went into it. Hard to work with family for sure. But so you, you win this, and again, looking back on it now, do you ever like have you ever like looked at that clip the last few years and just watched yourself? Yeah, on maybe. It? The, maybe you're, 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 you're one of the 114 million people that it's <laughs> looking at. How, how do you feel when They're you look at it? Actually, all me. It's I just, just you. watch it. Every 114 million day. times. <laughs> how, how do you feel about it when you look back on it? I mean, you are so young, but but again, like you're, these the lyrics are great. You're singing great. You can tell that. You can tell you're a star. I mean, I I know it's oh hard, but my God. no, but at, at that because talent is talent. Like, and of course, your voice changes, your writing progresses, you have life experience, you have nothing mm-hmm. to write about when you're 12, except your family, you know, fighting mm-hmm. with your sister and whatever. Mm-hmm. You, but, but um, yeah, I mean, every everything progresses, but you can recognize great talent when you see it. So you, you must look at that with fond memories, I would imagine. I I I think the last time I watched it was like two years ago and I like specifically remember I was just like on my computer I was like you know what I'm gonna watch this shit right now I don't know why but I'm gonna do it and it had been so long since I've seen it and it was (laughs) genuinely like (laughs) such a like surreal moment re-watching it and just like I I'm not gonna lie this is every interviewer's dream because they always try to prompt me to say this what do you still do you remember how you felt in that moment do you remember how you felt in that moment no <laughs> i don't yeah, how i would don't you? i blacked out yeah. i was 12 yeah. i don't i mean but by the way i can't remember yesterday so i, I understand I know. It, so. do you remember how you felt on your 12 year old talent show no no i, I barely <laughs> remember picking up the drumsticks at eight so barely, barely but but i'm i'm not gonna lie like i watch it and like i definitely felt a little bit of like a wave through me of like that specific 
feeling and like that specific feeling I felt in that moment was literally a feeling that I've never felt again in my entire life probably never like I don't even know how to describe it. it's like yeah well so it's a lot of pressure when Simon Callow says you're the next Taylor Swift and you're 12 you're like what what who what what do I do now <laughs> right so yeah. Well, after that, obviously, it's it's a life-changing moment. And, and again, it, yeah, it must be surreal when you think about it, but I'm sure you don't remember much. So walk me through how you got the record deal, uh, to obviously, all the way up to where we are today, because you've gone <laughs> on, you've had this great career, and you've, you know, now you're, you've done stuff with Imagine Dragons and played mm. huge venues. And, and so, again, your whole path in life is so fascinating starting there, because it's not a normal way that yeah, artists it's start. it's wild. It's wild. It's, like, so crazy to even think about, seriously. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, well, the show ended... And, um, I mean, directly after coming off stage from, like, the whole winning thing, <laughs> um, uh, my dad and I went into Simon Cowell's, like, dressing room, which it's, it sounds weird, and maybe it was a little bit, but, like, it was really cool. It wasn't, like, anyway. <laughs> Probably a big dressing room, I would imagine. It was a No, it was pretty small. It was, okay. It was, pretty, okay. It was, it was a humble okay. little... Okay. There was like vase water everywhere. Okay. So it was a little chic. But um, yeah, he's just sitting there, and I genuinely don't remember anything from well, that yeah. conversation. <laughs> I, I fully don't know. He said some stuff and looked really cool. And um, then I don't... Then like... Then, you know what, I was so young that just so much was, like, organized for me. Because then you, like, you need lawyers and you need this and you need a team and you need these people to help you figure it out. So, like, however the hell that happened, it, it happened. happened. Yeah. But you were also homeschooled, too, right? At that point, or were you going to public school uh, or private school? think that I dropped out of public school, like, near the end of filming America's Got Talent. Because I just couldn't. And also, I hated that school anyway. So I was like, bye, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> but, um, so you're homeschooled. You get the lawyers. You get the, you, do you get a manager at that yeah. point? Uh, yes. I think so. God, this is, you're like really straining my memory. Well, um, some, some time goes on. And some you... time goes on. And then I remember the first thing the label was like, which I didn't understand which i don't know why it makes perfect now i fully understand because people wanted you know to stream the songs of the show and they probably wanted to utilize that momentum as quickly as possible because sure. you know the world's attention span is so short so they were like we need you to record those songs like right now how as about, soon as possible how about a full-length record in 10 <laughs> minutes <laughs> you're like what and so they threw me into a studio and had me record what is now Perfectly Imperfect, I think, was the cheesy-ass title. <laughs> you know, I was 13, so I was like, this is deep as hell. Perfectly <laughs> imperfect. <laughs> now, you, when you're writing songs like that, is it just you and your ukulele? Are you... Are yeah, at the time, yeah. Okay. It was just fully me and the ukulele. But um, I'm trying to think of other artists that have like, made it big with a ukulele. I mean, it's not a very <laughs> common instrument, is it? Not really. I, like, I don't know. I yeah. can't even really think of one. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good one, though, because it's just so damn easy. Yeah. That's why I loved it because yeah. I just don't like to work hard for things <laughs> at all and so I loved that I could like get the reward of playing a song like instantly but anyway 
you know, time went on and I, you know, developed such a great relationship with my label and just like really fell in love with the process, right? the life that I just had. I mean, it's really crazy the way that like it's it's just there's nothing else that I would you know what I'm saying? Like it's I love it like it is for me. Yeah. And I think that that's just like bizarre because I'm like it happened so by chance and it's just like I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's really almost crazy. like divine intervention, I guess. It was something yeah, that was literally. supposed to be. And it, yeah, because I fell in love with th everything about my job, not just like writing music or doing things that I love, you know, doing things like this yeah. and, and traveling and going to studios and co-writing and, and learning different ways and processes of making music and yeah, just all of it. And I think you really value writing with people and the producers and the relationships that you have Absolutely. making music now. So talk, yeah. because now, and we guess kind of fast forward a little bit, Lion's Den just came out July 15th. Yeah. You have another record coming out, your full length, right? Your second full mm. length coming yeah. out. So the process of writing music now, I mean, you know, I guess you probably still like make music, I'm sure in your bedroom and whatever, but yeah. like you're also working with writers, producers. And, yeah. and I know the, those relationships, as I mentioned, are really important to you. Yes. So talk to me about like how the process of music, you know, is for you now. Yeah, I, I love, love, love co-writing and um, just being extreme. I also love production. Like I want to be a full producer one day when I'm ready to dip out. Um, and so I love just being super collaborative on production and people that love to collaborate with me and hear my <laughs> dumbass explanations of sounds. I'm like, can we have like bubbles? <laughs> but they're like light and crunchy and dry. It's almost like a food and description <laughs> or something. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm telling you, like there are people some people that fully it. like it's, exactly what the fuck you heard in your minds and yeah. it's like magical and amazing and like being able to write with people too makes you realize that like we all kind of have safety nets of like certain rhymes rhyme schemes and like cadences that we just kind of fall onto and like it can make all of your songs sound the same so like mm. to have a, a refresher of like to riff on something and then someone's like, okay, what if we did that and took out this word and this word and like elongated, you're like, whoa, why didn't I think of that? You know, it's like cool to have someone kind of take you out of your like comfortable. Your zone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever, do you ever go to like writing camps or do you, do you have one, you know, you have Phineas and you have Billy, do you have your, you have your magical <laughs> I do, you know, person that you I believe is like. I do have a few magical people that yeah. I just really like. So who are those people with. that are your. Uh, your there's a uh, producer and writer named Ido that I've been, he's actually based here in New York, I think. Um, but I, it's crazy because you know most especially musical relationships i made when i was really young you know no offense hashtag no hate <laughs> but you know didn't last because i was learning what i like and and what i'm you know into but he was like the first person i've ever worked so he's like literally family to me at this point i've known him since i was like 12. Yeah. um and I made Moonlight with him, mm. which was like my first sort of independent, outside of the America's Got Talent realm, label sort of letting me do my thing, song, um, which it's a very 
special milestone to me. But yeah, so him and then also Mike Elizondo, I just started working with for the EP um, that I'm dropping soon that I can tell that's going to be a relationship for years and years. I love that guy. Amazing. Yeah. And during the pandemic, was your process like sending files back and forth? Did you get together with these guys and make music? Or Yeah, during the pandemic just didn't work. We tried uh, the things like that, and it's just not you gotta be there yeah like it just doesn't work like maybe at the tail end of songs it we can bounce back and forth and like just mastering like oh maybe this can be added or this beat at 213 can be dropped out but like for the birth of the vibe you you just have to you You just have to so talk to me about lion's den i saw as i said i saw you play last night stay which i love that great version of that and lion's den which you got to perform so was that the first time you've actually performed that song because it just came out yeah it was the first time so yeah you know it it wasn't terrible but (laughs) no i mean again an untraditional venue but you've also played stadiums like i said with imagine dragons and theater tours and whatever so and when you look back on some of your touring and obviously you're going to do some more touring coming up now like Mm. what are your fondest memories i mean like oh oh my god i love touring i have some really really good memories from touring um you know imagine dragons definitely holds some of my best touring memories like Dude, that was just like, even just on a non-professional note, like one of the best summers of like my life. It was just so fucking fun. And like... Good bunch of people, I guess. Oh, just such good people. And it was me and and my personal band. So we're all like really good friends. And yeah, we had some really good times. I remember at the very end, we all put on like these big like blow up suits and like ran out on imagine dragons at the end of their show to like i don't know whatever prank them or (laughs) you always have to do the prank i don't know but it was (laughs) stupid as hell but it was fun as hell yeah and um yeah just like messing around on that whole tour i just like remember seriously like having the time of my life on that tour i'm sure there's plans to tour this new record coming out too right yeah i really want to be an opener i love being an opener yeah i love being an opener i would be happy being an opener for the rest of my life now i heard that you're a fan of like because it's funny you talk about like never meet your idols and sometimes you meet them and sometimes they're great and sometimes they're terrible people but I know you're, I think you're a fan of Ariana Grande. Oh my God, yeah. Her once, yeah. Right? How was that? What was that uh, like? No, I've never met her. Oh, you never met I've, her? I've okay. seen her from afar. Okay, <laughs> she's like, been in the room somewhere. Like twice, okay. I think. We've we've been in the same areas yeah, I'm sure before. she knows who you are. Um. Oh God, no, she's thousands. <laughs> so, but if you could tour with anyone, who would it be? Who is your dream tour, right? Oh, well, mm, you know... There are definitely people where I'm like, I love them and I would love to tour with them. But like, I love to like be surprised and maybe like, I would have never thought that I would have toured with Imagine Dragons. I don't think that I would have ever, I mean, I I really fell in love with their music on that tour. Yeah. But I don't think I ever would have reached out and been like, I want to tour with Imagine Dragons, reach out to their team. Right. You know, and it was like I'm. It was the best thing ever. So like I, I feel like I'm not exactly like that. But it'd be, it would be cool to like. But Grace's dream tour would it be like Fleetwood Mac, a Stevie Nicks solo tour, a Joni Mitchell solo tour? I mean, Ariana Grande. Like, who, who would be like your dream tour that you could go on? 
I really like Lord a cool. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I could see I that. Could, I could see that. Yeah. That would be really cool. That makes a lot Big of sense, too. Yeah, I could see the... She ins- musically inspires me a lot. Yeah. I, you can probably hear a lot 100%. of... 100%. Yeah, yeah. She, like, really deeply inspires Have me. Have you seen her perform? Uh, no, I've never okay. seen her live or anything. Well, my buddy manages her, and I'm having lunch with him, so I'll put it out there in the <laughs> Ethernet. I swear I'm not lying. So, <laughs> but uh, oh my god, yeah. please do! I will put that out That'd there in the world. So you know, sick. sometimes if you manifest things, they happen. So don't think I won't mention it because I will yeah. mention it. But Star Girl, Hollywood Star Girl, just oh, came yeah, out again. Yeah. Another thing to talk about: you're acting, you're singing. Yeah. What do you prefer at this point? I mean, you've done great in I, both. I definitely like singing. Yeah. Yeah. I I love acting, and it's fun. But it does not feel like you. touring, or it's not like that passion fulfillment core. You know what I'm saying? Like this is so great. This is me. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, because the story. Talk about the story about Star Girl and obviously Hollywood Star Girl. And what's it about? It's a little bit like you know art imitating life with you, right? In a, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Um. You know. It's this girl, and she's, uh, you know, weird and whatever, um, unconventional in many ways. And she was homeschooled. She wants to go to public school. Struggles going to public school. People bully the fuck out of her. She gets hurt. Is like, okay, let me blend in. And then has a beautiful uh, revelation that she should be herself. And then in the mix of that, there was a romance where he was inspired by her, but like also embarrassed because of his insecurity, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They part ways. Bye. Never see each other again. Oh, so sad. Lost, lost love. But it's Disney, (laughs) so we have to bring him back. (laughs) Well, so then, yeah, so then there's a sequel. Um, but the, that, that love interest never, star girl just moved that on. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even address it in the sequel. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) honestly, like queen shit. Like I love that for her. She just fully was like next chapter. Um, and she goes to LA and what happens? Okay. She goes to LA and meets this boy obviously going to be the love interest and he is trying to be like a director or a writer sorry and he's going to make a movie he's like we're we've been looking for like the perfect girl and that might be you and i'm like oh my god like (laughs) no like i'm so shy like i've never done that before and he's like you'll be great and i was like okay so he did it fell in love while making the movie and oh, and then somehow like fully got a production company. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's actually, Disney. Like, so reciting the plot really actually does sound like a fever dream. Like it's kind of wild when you like really yeah. think about it. Well, also because, she's a singer in the new right. Yeah, I mean, and then didn't... in the mix of everything, like I break out and oh right, and then yeah. we write a song together. <laughs> he discovers and I discover that we both are just like amazing songwriters right. um uma thurman also is weirdly like helping us write the song yeah. she's like uh whatever you guys are the worst i hate you your kids at a bar and then she was like mm, 
actually, I like you. I was faking it because I wanted to fuel you with my hatred. And we were like, okay, bet. <laughs> <laughs> How was she? Was she great to work with? She was incredible. Yeah. So cool. Like, I mean... I was just thinking about that the other night, just how unbelievably surreal it is. I just was on a fucking camera with a thermite. <laughs> like, what the hell? It's just ridiculous. Like, I just because initially when you started, when you did the first Star Girl, you weren't even sure you wanted to act, right? And you kind of like fell yeah. into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, fully. I was honestly, I just felt like you know, who knows how long I'll have this fame or these opportunities. I've never done a movie before. Like, might as well. Try. I mean, might as well be able to be on my deathbed and be like, I was in a movie. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so. But music is your soul. But you are excited yeah. about Hollywood Star Girl. I am. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I had so much fun. And yeah. it's a lot of fun to act. Yeah, for sure. Is it like my biggest passion? No. <laughs> well, it's it's great. You know, it's definitely check it out. It's out. And I, I've heard you say yeah. when you reach your pinnacle, you'll have a treadmill, three puppies, <laughs> and a computer. But I do feel like these are things yeah. you could have now, by the way. And no, you, no, you, you but know. it wouldn't hit the same. <laughs> okay. It wouldn't hit the same. Because, okay. like, when I say treadmill, I mean, like, okay, I'm like late 20s, you know, eating a kale salad. In this gorgeous apartment, all windows, skyscraper, puppies New York everywhere, City, pu puppies everywhere, right, right. like almost a health hazard. <laughs> walking on this treadmill, being like, I fucking made it. That's funny. <laughs> well, you, you could have that now, by the way, but it's funny because you've done MSG, you've, I think, the Forbes 30 yeah. under 30 list, but you just want the treadmill. And you know a couple puppies and yeah. and a computer, which I feel like yeah. you probably and have. Like, you have a computer. Pajamas. You, you do have a computer already. You, you yeah, but it would be like a different computer with like a bunch of emails on it. Like my <laughs> right. computer just has like YouTube on it. It would be like business. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What are you excited about, Grace, for this year? Obviously, Lions Den. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about when you know the full length comes out and hopefully the upcoming tour and everything else you have in store for this year. And, and obviously, check out the movie that's out. Yeah. Lion's End yeah. just came out. Lion's End just came out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited about that. I, I think we're going to drop another single before the EP. And all that, we have no clue. We're just kind of guessing. Um, but yeah, I'm just most excited to do a tour. I just want to do a tour. And do we know when that might be? Is it still under wraps? Um, I mean, hopefully, definitely within the next year or so Great. of this EP and everything. And I'm just excited to get back into it, man. It's been a while with the pandemic and everything. It just really slowed everything. And so it just feels good to be out here and doing things and having movies and songs. Yeah, there's a lot going on. We talked about fashion a little bit. I mean, I know you, yeah. did, you, you were at like a Chanel show a couple of years back. Yeah. And, and we talked about a couple of shoots you're doing. So obviously yeah. that's a big part of your life. You love fashion too? Yes. I love all the yes. new, are those new tattoos or those? Uh, yeah, so a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, fashion and modeling is like an, another weirdly discovered, definitely like full passion. I could work the longest day and I'm so tired, but I'm just like, <sighs> let me do a shit. That was fun. Like I could do that again yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I just really, really love fashion. Love that I get to have those 
opportunities, you know? Yeah, we talked a little bit about what I do, so I'm excited to see yeah. these, some of these things that you have coming out. We can't talk about them I'm yet. I'm excited to see what you have going on, well, you have coming out. There, there's, a, there's a lot, but there's more going on with you. So <laughs> um, it's such a great, great hand with you. circle back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, definitely check out the new record when it comes out. Lion's Den just yes. came out July 15th, the tour. Check out Hollywood Star Girl. The, the story, when you tell it, it's, I mean, it's crazy, but it is. <laughs> it's it, good. It's yeah. cute. It I is like. a little bit like your life. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Because you, you know, obviously the, now she's singing and, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess they wrote that for you. Mm. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be more movies and TV shows yeah. in your future. Will you do more, do you think? Uh, yes. Yes. But that's a secret. It's all a secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such a great hang. Pleasure to meet you finally. I'm you so too. happy we were able to make this happen. And check Grace Vanderwall at Lion's Den out now. Thanks for tuning in. This is Lips LA. That was awesome. Grace Vanderwall, a star. She's amazing. Check out her new music. If you like the show, please tell a few friends about the show. It is important. Give it five stars on iTunes and Spotify and anywhere you get the show. The show is coming to you every other Monday. I am on Cameo, so check me out there if you'd like. I appreciate you tuning in. Have a great summer and see you soon. Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.